to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining me on yet another episode of the Red Light Report. I hope all of you guys are doing well, staying healthy, uh, getting into some spring cleaning, and, and looking forward to some uh, sunny summer days ahead. I personally just am on the tail end of a nice fever I've had the past four days or so. So if I sound a little nasally or a little congested, that would be the reason why. It's the best I have felt since four or five days ago. So glad that I was able to get this solo sode out to you guys. I hope the nasally voices isn't too much for you guys. But uh, without further ado, let's let's move forward on to the fun information. As you all know, if you've been following this podcast now for the past several weeks, we are making our way through the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook that I have developed that is just a large kind of Bible of red light therapy with with information and really tactics that you want to be aware of if you're going to be utilizing red light therapy. And then, of course, what the research has to say about a lot of different health conditions. And then I've developed specific protocols. So in the past several episodes or solo-sodes, we've been going through all the different health conditions and then showing how red light therapy can potentially help those health conditions, and then again, what the research says about those specific conditions. If you're kind of just jumping around to different solo sodes or you're just listening for the first time, of course, welcome. And what we covered last week as far as topics was eye health, fat loss, hair loss, heart health, and herpes. For this week in this solo sode, we will be covering inflammation, the immune system, oral health, and pain. So some pretty darn big topics this solo sode, especially inflammation, oral health is a big one, and then pain, of course. Without further ado, let's move forward with inflammation. Before we get into the information, I, I do want to make another quick reminder. I, I made this announcement last week, but I would like to announce that I am super excited. We're about to officially launch our campaign on Republic which is a, a crowdfunding source where you can go and check out a bunch of young or new or strong up-and-coming small companies such as BioLite and even some larger companies. You can go and you can invest in these companies and own a piece of any small younger companies with a lot of potential that you want to be a part of. And so BioLite, you'll have your chance to invest in BioLite within the next week or so. So all you have to do is go to republic.com slash BioLite. And that'll take you straight to the BioLite campaign page. You can check out all the information on BioLite, kind of some more specifics. You can check out the different ways you can invest. There's different tiers and based on what tier you invest in, you'll you'll get different products or, or whatnot. So you can go check that out. Again, that's on republic.com slash BioLite. With that announcement being made, yeah, let's move forward into the ebook and begin with inflammation. Because as we all know, inflammation is typically the root cause of a lot of modern diseases and especially chronic conditions. Because inflammation acutely is a positive thing. It, it's a, your body's 
way of really protecting itself in the short term. And it's kind of a red flag. This signals this area in the body or the system in the body needs some help. And then, you know, the immune system kicks in and whatnot, and the recovery process begins. But if you have rampant systemic inflammation for months at a time or even years at a time, that's where you start to see these deleterious chronic diseases that you don't notice right away necessarily. They kind of have an insidious onset, uh, but that's because it just slowly subclinically eats away at your physiology. And then years down the road, all of a sudden you have, you know, all these different metabolic issues, weight gain, high blood pressure, you know, diabetes, potentially cholesterol issues, heart issues, so on and so forth, obesity and whatnot, is this rampant low-level chronic inflammation that really is the root cause of a lot of issues that we see today as far as health is considered. So back to red light therapy, here's the informational section in the ebook here. Chronic inflammation, now being called inflammaging or inflammaging, is widely recognized as a major, if not the main, contributor to all chronic diseases, ranging from heart disease to Alzheimer's and fibromyalgia to depression and chronic fatigue syndrome to muscle and joint pain and organ diseases. Red and near-infrared light is effective at reducing systemic inflammation, thus is a powerful tool to help mitigate and reduce symptoms of chronic inflammation. Research consistently demonstrates that red light therapy is effective at reducing inflammation wherever mitochondria are present, which is everywhere, of course, outside of red blood cells. So not surprisingly, mitochondria are the most dense in the area where the most energy is required, such as the brain, heart, and muscles. And I'll also throw in the liver and the eyes. Studies have revealed that red light therapy can produce anti-inflammatory effects that are comparable to non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs, but without the deleterious negative effects of degrading your stomach lining and small intestines. And so if you guys weren't aware of that, taking you know, ibuprofen or Tylenol, especially on an empty stomach, is a big no-no. And what the research is showing is that red light therapy can give you comparable anti-inflammatory effects without the potential negative ramifications for your gut and stomach lining. But moving on here, red and near-infrared light positively affects inflammation by inhibiting several cellular pathways and expression of enzymes, including COX-1 and COX-2, that are involved in inflammatory conditions. The net effect is reduced inflammation. So who wouldn't want that, right? So basically, every time you're stepping in front of uh, your red light therapy device, whether it's red or near infrared, you are helping, let's not say reduce, but how about modulating inflammation? Because if you already have, let's say, a normal low amount of inflammation, you wouldn't want to, quote unquote, lower it even more, but you want to modulate it. So if it is high, lower it. But if it's low, you don't want to go lower per se, because you do want to have inflammatory responses when necessary. So yes, whenever you're stepping in front of red light therapy, whether it's red or near infrared, you are going to help modulate inflammation in those cells. And just as a quick reminder, red light would help with inflammatory conditions or inflammation at the skin level, whereas near infrared is going to help tissues below the skin level. So if you're doing a combination, you'll get both layers if you're doing just red, you'll get just the skin. And if you're doing just near infrared, you're getting tissues below or deeper than the skin. 
But moving on to the research as it relates to inflammation and red light therapy. So this first piece is from 2018, and they say, photobiomodulation, also known as low-level laser light therapy, is a rapidly growing approach to stimulate healing, increase tissue regeneration, and reduce pain and inflammation. The next piece of research, this one from 2015, they go on to say, in the medium term, there is a decrease of local edema and a reduction of inflammation within hours to days. The action of low-level laser therapy is reducing swelling and inflammation has been well established in animal models as well as in clinical trials. And the last piece of research here, and this is from 2018 as well, they go on to say, far red, which is not far infrared, but red light on the far right side of the spectrum of red, meaning a long waveform of red, so far red and infrared low-level laser and LED therapy are used to promote wound healing and to treat several kinds of pain, including low back pain, osteoarthritis, tendinopathies, fibromyalgia, muscle fatigue, wounds, and temporomandibular joint disorder, as well as edema and inflammation, peripheral nerve injuries, plantar fasciitis, male infertility, and strokes. Holy guacamole, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, right there, that's a lot of major conditions that uh, this author is saying red and near-infrared light therapy can help with. So pretty darn cool. And of course, this is just a lot of stuff we already know, but it's great to hear and rehear what the research has to say as it relates to red light therapy. But moving on to the immune system. So this is a popular one, especially with me. <laughs> I've been using this protocol the last handful of days to help push me through this, this fever. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff with the immune system and red light therapy. And of course, with the last couple of years dealing with the pandemic, there's been some interesting research coming out specifically about how photobiomodulation can help with COVID-19 symptoms. So pretty interesting. But the information here, let's move on, goes on to say that degeneration of lymphoid organs associated with the immune system, including the thymus gland, occur as a normal part of aging. Atrophy of the thymus and the subsequent reduction in T-cell production are the most noticeable age-related changes affecting lymphoid organs in the immune system. The process of thymic involution, or shrinking, involves disruption of the histological structure of the thymus and a marked reduction in the production of naive T-cells. These changes can be used as biomarkers of life expectancy. In fact, thymic involution has been described as programmed aging. Innovative therapeutic approaches like red light therapy may reduce or reverse these changes. And as a quick reminder, the thymus is basically that organ that's right over the middle of the lungs, right below your sternum. But moving along, it is becoming increasingly clear that stem cells are highly responsive to light, which is profound. Stem cells have the capacity for long-term self-renewal without decaying and the ability to differentiate into one or more specialized cell types, thus providing an inexhaustible supply of cells for tissue repair. Tissue-specific stem cells are found in cavities throughout the body, such as bone marrow, brain, liver, and skin. The stem cell cavity is hypoxic, 
which allows stem cells to survive for decades without suffering from any oxidative damage. However, when the mitochondria of stem cells absorb light, the cells produce many more mitochondria and must exit their hypoxic nook in search of more oxygen. This means that light delivered to the bone marrow can mobilize stem cells into the circulation where they are exposed to diverse cues in the bloodstream, instructing them where to travel in order to repair tissue that is damaged or risk of dying. Mitochondria are the main source of reactive oxygen species, and excessive reactive oxygen species generation affects neurons in part by damaging their mitochondrial function, thus accelerating the aging process. Nevertheless, since the mitochondria are the primary site for red and near-infrared light, light cell interactions, it seems that brain red light therapy could be the first step towards restoration of oxidative stress-induced mitochondrial dysfunction. Reactive oxygen species has been suggested to be responsible for many aspects of HIV-1 pathogenesis, such as increased viral replication, reduced immune cell proliferation, loss of immune function, and sensitivity to drug toxicity and chronic weight loss. Red light therapy can improve the activity of antioxidant enzymes through a photochemical process that accelerates the elimination of reactive oxygen species. And so three quick pieces of research here on red light therapy and the immune system. This first piece from 2016, they say, Our recent study showed that LLLT bolstered ATP production and mitochondrial biogenesis in MKs, or bone marrow cells. From 2016, this article says, These results suggest that LLLT prevents platelets from apoptosis, or cell death, and prolongs their lifespan in the presence of antiplatelet antibody. The last piece here, also from 2016, they go on to say, Non-invasive whole-body illuminations with the LLT cured acute thrombocytopenia induced by irradiation, chemotherapeutic drug, or anti-CD41 antibody much faster than sham light treatment. Going to move on here to oral health. And this is a massive section because there's a lot of research to back up the benefits of red and near-infrared light for the oral cavity. And this is really why my company, BioLite, we've been so steadfast on producing a couple of oral healthcare products for red light therapy because of what the research shows. And not just what you can do for your oral health and your oral cavity specifically, but the, the domino effect of what it has for the rest of your body as well. Because if you were to talk to a holistic dentist, my first podcast interview was actually with Dr. Kelly Blodgett, who's a holistic dentist. And in that interview, I highly recommend going back and listening to that if you haven't. But he basically lays out how our entire body is connected to our oral cavity, from our brain to our lungs to our heart, to our nervous system, to our digestive system, and so on and so forth. So you can actually positively or negatively impact different aspects of your health, different parts of your body by how healthy your oral cavity is or by how healthy and robust your oral microbiome is. And so again, that's why BioLite, we've created a couple of innovative leading edge oral health products that integrate red light therapy, which is called the Guardian, and then 
our newest product that just got released is called the Guardian Plus, which is red light therapy plus blue light for the teeth whitening aspect, but also blue light helps with gum health, helps kill harmful bacteria, selectively kills harmful bacteria while leaving beneficial bacteria alive, and then also has other benefits as well. But anyway, let's move on to the section here about oral health and red light therapy. So red light therapy, also known as low-level laser therapy, has also been shown to have a significant bactericidal potential without causing damage to the oral tissues. This effect has been documented both in vitro on diverse microbial species and in vivo in the treatment of gingivitis, periodontitis, and other oral diseases. LLLT has been proposed to increase bone remodeling and tooth movement with the benefits like decreased pain and inflammation, collagen stimulation, and cell proliferation. Long-term orthodontic treatment is a major concern for patients, and reducing this time requires an increase in orthodontic tooth movement. Since we're talking about the ebook in this episode, I thought, why the heck not give my loyal audience, my loyal podcast listeners, an exclusive discount? The discount is going to be for the lifetime subscription of the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook. And what is special about the lifetime subscription is that by purchasing the lifetime subscription, you will be receiving every single ebook that is released because I update the ebook every six months or so. So twice a year, I'll update the ebook, including updated information relative to red light therapy. I'll update the protocols that I currently have, and I'll be adding new protocols as the information comes out. So the ebook is constantly being updated every single year. And again, by getting the lifetime subscription, you pay one price and you receive every single ebook going forward. So let's say we get to, you know, the 30th edition, you just paid one small price for 25, 26 ebooks. So for my loyal listeners, I'm going to give you guys a 25% discount off the lifetime subscription. And the coupon code is RLT podcast. And that is all lowercase because it is case sensitive. Again, that's RLT podcast, as in Red Light Therapy podcast. Go to biolight.shop, select the lifetime subscription of the Red Light Therapy Treatment Protocols ebook, type in RLT podcast, and get that bad boy for 25% off. One meta analysis demonstrated that RLT or red light therapy, significantly increased the orthodontic tooth movement of human canine in the patients compared to the controls after 21 days, one month, one and a half months, two months, three months, and four and a half months. Microbial infection plays an important role in persistent periapical lesions. Insufficient disinfection of root canals would lead to treatment failure and persistent periapical pathology. Factors such as anatomical complexities, bacterial growth as biofilm, render complete disinfection of the root canal system almost impossible. Advantages of red light therapy include immediate effects, selectivity, access to complex areas such as furcation, pits over the root, decreasing the possibility of bacteremia in immunocompromised systemic patients, decreasing dentin sensitivity after root planning, decreasing patient discomfort, pain, and edema after surgery, low cost and time saving, and avoidance of interfering with normal flora of adjacent tissues. 
Furthermore, it has low toxicity and causes minimal damage to host tissue. Studies reporting the effectiveness of alternative treatments like diode lasers for dentin hypersensitivity have been appearing with increasing frequency. Reduction of hypersensitivity at 7 days achieved by LLLT suggests the need for long-term, large sample size clinical studies in order to better understand the performance of red light therapy when compared to desensitizer applications. However, the advantages and limitations of red light therapy treatments for clinical use have not yet been fully clarified. And now, let's move on to the robust amount of research for oral health and red light therapy. There's about a dozen here almost that cover a wide range of ways that red light therapy can help with oral health. So let's begin with this first article from 2009. The researchers compared low-level laser and fluoride therapy and observed complete resolution of pain achieved in about 87% of the laser-treated group compared to 27% of the control group with topical fluoride treatment. So that first article is massive already in itself, showing that red light therapy achieved over three times greater pain reduction or, or a success rate of pain reduction compared to the group that used topical fluoride. Not to mention no negative side effects that you would see with fluoride treatment. The second article from 2010. Researchers have shown that the use of the diode lasers at wavelengths in the visible and near-infrared regions may lead to an increase in the resistance of teeth against demineralization, also known as enamel erosion. So using both red and near-infrared may help mitigate, prevent, or even reverse potential signs of enamel erosion. So that's pretty big as well. 2016, this article says, The results of this research show that photodynamic therapy could be an effective supplement in root canal disinfection. Photodynamic therapy using LED lamp was more effective than diode laser at 810 nanometers, which is near infrared, in reducing CFUs, or colony forming units, of gram-positive bacteria in human teeth. This next article from 2014 they say, based on the findings of the present study, it can be concluded that LLLT is an effective modality for the treatment of aphthous ulcers or canker sores. Not only does LLLT reduce the healing time, it also provides immediate pain relief. So that's pretty huge for anyone dealing with aphthous ulcers or canker sores. Reduced healing time, immediate pain relief. Who wouldn't want that? This next article is from 2018. It goes on to say, The LLLT can speed up the rate of tooth movement of human canine and consequently decrease the treatment time. LLLT represents a proper adjuvant therapy for fixed orthodontic treatment. From 2011, This study suggests that RLT with LED lights provides a significant further reduction of CFU, again, or colony forming units, CFU counts after irrigation and can serve as an effective method in reducing the bacterial load within the root canal system. From 2010, reduction of hypersensitivity at 7 days achieved by LLLT suggests the need for long-term and large sample-sized clinical studies 
in order to better understand the performance of this treatment when compared to desensitizer applications. From 2011, LLLT had an inhibitory effect on the typical oral microbial biofilms, and this capacity can be altered according to the interactions between different species. And the last piece of research here, from 2005, says, Conclusion, LLLT is effective in the treatment of denture stomatitis. So there you go, an inflammatory condition in the mouth, or related to the mouth, that can be healed with red light therapy. And moving on to our last topic for the day is pain. And I think this is one of the main reasons why people look into red light therapy or hear success stories from friends or family about red light therapy is its amazing capacity to reduce or completely um, eradicate or abolish pain. So here we go. There is such a profound mind-body connection when it comes to pain that one could argue pain is more mentally debilitating than physically. Unfortunately, pain is so ubiquitous today, especially as the aging population continues to grow. And the typical answer is to turn to drugs and painkillers. If your pain could be significantly reduced or disappear, how liberating would that be? Inflammation, as we all know, is the main culprit when it comes to pain. Thus, an effective anti-inflammatory will surely reduce most, if not all, types of pain. Research consistently demonstrates that red and near-infrared light, or red light therapy, is effective at reducing inflammation wherever mitochondria are present, which is everywhere. That means red light therapy should have a positive effect for most if not all, pain. Pain is also effectively modulated by red light therapy through various mechanisms, which include changes in the tissue opioid receptors, changes in substance P, which is involved with the transmission of pain, and disruption of nerve transmission and pain sensation. Again, the end result is a decreased pain signal sent to the brain. So just to clarify that last paragraph, when you have pain, when there is inflammation, your nerves become sensitized, meaning, let's say it's your elbow that has inflammation and your nerves are getting bathed in the inflammation, they're going to become sensitized, meaning, whereas before it took someone to punch your elbow for pain signals to be sent to your brain, now it takes someone just rubbing their finger over your elbow and now pain is being sent to your brain because the threshold for a pain stimulus has been lowered, so the nerves become more sensitive. So, if you remove the inflammation and you remove the nerves from being bathed in that inflammation, now they go from being sensitized, where it only took a brush of the finger to send pain signals. So again, you remove the inflammation, they become desensitized, meaning now it goes back to that normalization where now you have to be punched in the elbow for pain signals to be sent to your brain. So that's really what pain is. And that's why red light therapy and dry needling, which I use so often, is amazing for reducing pain, sometimes instantaneously, is because you're removing that sensitizing agent, the inflammation, from the nervous system. So now you're not going to have those pain signals being sent to the brain anymore. So in a nutshell, that's how pain works. When you have chronic pain, that means that those nerves, wherever the pain is, they've been bathed in inflammation for 
at least six months or more. At that point, the inflammation has left, but the nerves have been bathed and sensitized for so long that even when the inflammation has left, the pain signals are still being sent to the brain even though the inflammation is gone because once you get to six months or more, that pain is actually mapped in your brain, which is why chronic pain is so notoriously difficult to treat because as a physical therapist, when I'm using dry needling or when I'm trying to use red light therapy, I'm typically treating people with acute or you know at least subchronic pain conditions. And so that means I can reduce their pain by getting rid of inflammation in the area. But again, once, once that becomes chronic, where they've had that issue for six months or more, it becomes much more difficult to treat because now I can't really reduce the inflammation because it's not there anymore. We're fighting a whole different battle because their, their nerves are sending pain signals to the brain, even though there's no inflammation, even though there's nothing causing pain signals to be sent, it's just mapped in their brain now. And so you have to figure out a way to remap the brain to reduce their pain if it's chronic at that point. And of course, that, that's not for every single situation. But in a nutshell, that's kind of what pain comes down to. If you can reduce the inflammation really as soon as possible, you're going to significantly reduce your pain and decrease your recovery time versus if you let that inflammation linger. But moving on here, studies have revealed that red light therapy can produce anti-inflammatory effects that are comparable to non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, but without the negative side effects of degrading your stomach lining and small intestines. It's almost like we've heard that before. And just like red light therapy helps improve fat loss by improving circulation to the fat cells lacking blood flow, Red light therapy improves microcirculation at the site of pain, improving nourishment to the nerves and muscles. The end result is less pain. So red light therapy, red and near infrared light, has been shown to be beneficial for, but not limited to, the following conditions. Low back pain, knee pain, neck pain, plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, chronic tooth pain, sacroiliac joint pain, tendonitis or myofascial pain, and chronic joint disorders. So even though I just had my little diatribe about acute inflammation versus chronic inflammation or acute pain versus chronic pain, that's not to say people can't be treated with success with some sort of anti-inflammatory treatment like dry needling or red light therapy. It's just much more difficult and or it may just take increased duration compared to if it was acute or subchronic. So just something to keep in mind. It's not that it can't be treated. It's just more than likely going to be a little more difficult and take more time. But moving on to the research here, this first piece is from 2017. It says, this meta-analysis presents evidence that LLLT is an effective treatment modality to reduce pain in adult patients with musculoskeletal disorders. Man, musculoskeletal disorders covers a large range for a meta-analysis to show that red light therapies is a, an effective treatment to reduce pain for musculoskeletal disorders. I mean, that's a huge piece of research right there. Because again, that, that basically covers everything I just mentioned a couple moments ago that it may be beneficial for, like low back pain, knee pain, neck pain, plantar fascia. I mean, all those are musculoskeletal conditions. So this meta-analysis is saying red light therapy is effective to reduce pain in adult patients with musculoskeletal disorders. So something to consider if you or someone you know is dealing with 
one of those types of pains, a musculoskeletal disorder pain. And another meta-analysis, this one's from 2019, it says, this meta-analysis indicates that the LLLT in patients with plantar fasciitis significantly relieves the heel pain and the excellent efficacy lasts for three months after treatment. So, of course, if you're, if you're dealing with something with like plantar fasciitis, you're not going to hang your hat on just red light therapy. You're probably going to have a more comprehensive plan of care, uh, probably seeing a physical therapist, hopefully doing something to reduce the tension in your calf, and then maybe doing something to help treat the nervous system or the nerves that innervate the bottom of your foot, which is what I would do with dry needling. Then, of course, doing some strengthening and just improving the stress load through the plantar fascia. But of course, if you're going to have a comprehensive plan, I would, of course, throw in the red light therapy here because as the research shows, you're helping reduce the heel pain significantly and the effects last for three months. So shoot, if, if you're doing red light therapy consistently and you're doing other things like reducing calf tension and improving the nerve health and the plantar fascia tensile load, I mean, three months down the road, you should be doing pretty darn well. Which is pretty cool to say because plantar fasciitis is notoriously finicky and pesky and <laughs> can rear its ugly head time and time again if, if you don't nip it in the bud. So it's definitely a cool piece of research there for red light therapy. And this one is from 2019. It goes on to say that, in conclusion, photobiomodulation therapy applied before a simulated soccer match proved to be effective in attenuating the hamstring's muscle fatigue. These findings support that photobiomodulation therapy as a promising tool to prevent hamstring strain injury in soccer players. And so this is another cool piece, and that, that's a musculoskeletal uh, disorder or injury, a hamstring strain. And just like plantar fasciitis, hamstring strains are notoriously finicky as well. Not only can red light therapy be used post-injury, but this piece of research has shown it can be used to mitigate or prevent injury or strains and this one being hamstring strains in soccer players. So very cool to think about the different ways you can use red light therapy. So whether you're a soccer player, basketball, football, tennis, volleyball, golf, you name it. If you're doing a repetitive motion or any type of running and sprinting, this piece of research is showing you can significantly reduce your chance of injury by doing red light therapy before the stressful event or before practice or before a game, if you will. So just some food for thought there. This piece of research from 2018 says, This systematic review suggests that LLLT effectively relieves pain and improves functional outcomes in the patients with TMD, or temporomandibular disorder. So this one up in the face, up in the jaw. In a systematic review, this is you know scouring the best research out there. And the conclusion of this article, or the conclusion of the systematic review is that red light therapy effectively relieves pain and improves the function of your jaw. So pretty darn cool. And that makes sense. It's just a different part of your body that contains muscle, contains mitochondria. Typically, it's easy to have muscle tension. So if you can improve blood flow or improve circulation, you're going to help reduce the muscle tension. So yeah, it's no surprise, but just cool to see that a strong piece of research is, again, proving red light therapy to be quite a benefit. Uh, three more pieces of research here. Uh, this one's from 2009. It says, low-level laser therapy reduces pain immediately after treatment in acute neck pain and up to 22 weeks after completion of treatment in patients with chronic neck pain. And this is a huge one, especially in this day and age where we're constantly saddled by our desks and sitting and looking at our computer screens and very few and far between. 
of us have, you know, proper posture, especially for hours on end. I don't think anyone can truly do that. So I think a lot of people have neck pain. I know I do. And I think part of that's from, from some sports injuries. But then, you know, second to that is, you know, some computer time. And I think another variable is, of course, your bed and pillow, because if you don't have enough support either on your mattress and or your pillow, that can throw a kink into your neck. So, you know, a long-winded way of saying, I think a lot of people do have some type of neck pain, but especially chronic pain, it's cool to see that once again, red light therapy can have almost spontaneous or instantaneous results when used properly. So very cool. This piece of research from 2018, it says, photobiomodulation, also known as low-level laser therapy, is a rapidly growing approach to stimulate healing, increase tissue regeneration, and reduce pain and inflammation. So not necessarily a groundbreaking piece of research, but a very comprehensive, well-rounded conclusion to this article here, just showing red light therapy, again, being great for uh, pain reduction and being an anti-inflammatory, if you will. Last piece of research from 2015, they go on to say, the overall positive short-term clinical studies, in addition to strong laboratory studies, should give the clinical confidence that low-level laser therapy may be beneficial for many individuals suffering from musculoskeletal pain regardless of the cause. And this might sound familiar because the first piece I said was a meta-analysis that red light therapy is effective modality to reduce pain in adult patients with musculoskeletal disorders. And that's a big deal because, as I said at the top of this you know, research rant, there's a lot of different types of musculoskeletal disorder, so that's exciting. But this piece of research says that red light therapy may be beneficial for individuals suffering from musculoskeletal pain regardless of the cause. So they're not saying it doesn't have to be a traumatic injury. It doesn't have to be some sort of inflammatory condition, if you will. They're saying regardless of the cause of your musculoskeletal pain, red light therapy can help. Red light therapy can help reduce the pain. Between those two pieces of research, that should give people a lot of cause to pause. If you're dealing with pain or if you know someone that's dealing with pain and you're not implementing red light therapy, not just because of what the research says here because of the results, but again, it's non-invasive. It's very safe. You're not having to lean on or use anti-inflammatory medications or NSAIDs as a crutch, which of course is, there's a laundry list of negative side effects from that. So the ways the red light therapy can be used for pain is, I don't think it can be overspoken or highlighted enough. And this is something, you know, I'm at fault for that I'm dealing with little tweaks or little pains here and there. And I don't necessarily turn to red light therapy as my immediate go-to, which is kind of ironic seeing that I'm here promoting it. But it's just like a physical therapy or being a physical therapist. There's a lot of muscles or exercises I know I should be doing, but, you know, I'm human. I'm lazy. I, I don't do them all the time or nearly as much as I should. But that that's just to say that I think it is human nature just to do what you're used to or do the path of least resistance. So implementing a new technique or, or a new habit like red light therapy might take some time for it to become the go-to or maybe the first thing you turn to when dealing with you know, different type of health conditions or, or pain. But I think if, if we were to do that, if you were to do that on a personal level and you were to see the results, then you would be much more likely to turn to it in the future. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm just going to present the, the information to you. And for people that are wanting to see 
what results people are having. We have quite a few customer reviews on the BioLite product pages. So if you go to different type of products and you scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see some really interesting reviews of people that are seeing amazing results with red light therapy and really some interesting conditions that people are, are having treated, you know, whether it's chronic migraines, different types of skin conditions, mental health, all different types of pain. And some people seen results within the first couple of treatments or within the first week and treating conditions that they had been dealing with for months, if not years. And red light therapy was really the game changer. But anyway, guys, let, let's wrap it up there today. I think that was a really good four sections to cover. Again, today we covered inflammation, the immune system, oral health, and pain. Next week's or uh, in the subsequent solo sode, we will cover pet health, preconditioning, skin health, and sleep. So those are uh, the next four topics to look forward to. But if you haven't already, guys, please go ahead and leave a quick five-star review either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And yes, Spotify now is doing reviews. So if you just go ahead and leave a quick five-star review, that would help get this podcast more exposure and hopefully more people would be interested in learning about red light therapy just like you have. And so by you leaving a quick review, whether it's leaving comments or just that quick press of a button to leave a five-star review, it would be greatly appreciated because sharing is caring and more and more people do need to learn and hear about the many, many benefits of red light therapy. So I'd appreciate that, guys. But regardless, hope you found this information useful, insightful, potentially applicable. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast. So hope you guys have a great week or weekend. And as always, light up your health. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolite.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.